live from the Hootie Lag Hughes studio. I'm Joey Stats. I've got the kid. We've got the floating head Sino from his virtual presence device located to my right. Welcome, boys. How are we doing? Doing well. How are you? I am alive. That's all we can ask for in this crazy it is, world. It is a plus. Above ground. Jojo, how you feeling, bud? Dying over here. <laughs> I mean, your floating head looks good. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. Uh, I like dog shit the last couple days. Got to be honest with you. But uh, feeling better being on with you two, Jets. Always good to see you. I'm glad none of us are matched up with each other in fantasy this week. That's always like it's like the first week. Makes life better. I, I, I wish you. Uh, I wish I was playing one of you guys because uh, I'm going to lose. I'd rather lose to one of you two. We've all locked horns at one point already this year. Oh, you guys week, beat right? the brakes off me yeah. earlier in the year. You, I, did we play each other? Uh, I don't think we. Not in the we, other league. In one league, we have. Yeah, we played last week. Um, yeah, Chucky's league. Yeah, okay. you beat me in that league. I beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, humble. That is correct. Fantasy's dumb. Baseball's dumb. It is. It is dumb. Stupid. Baseball's dumb. I have a I have a fantasy league that I don't know how I'm three and three. I mean, it's the worst team. It's that team I sent you a picture of. So three, three, three and three is above expectation. A way above expectation. Got I it. should be like <clears throat> maybe one and five, and I'm giving myself one win. on like, I probably would get lucky in six weeks. I've <laughs> so, gotten lucky three times. So what was the culprit? <laughs> was it you faced a guy that scored fifty one points or something? Um, yeah, I had that happened last week. I had a guy that scored like ninety seven. I scored like hundred and twenty. Something like did you have a, crazy? Did you have one of those random Taysom Hill kind of weeks too? <laughs> uh, who did I, I got have? one of those. <laughs> Forgot who I had going late, but this sums up my draft. I drafted Cam Akers, who we were talking about mm, before. I drafted Michael, him yeah. very high. I think he was my first running back. So why do you think he was kicked out? Because of McVay. Think so? Yeah. Hmm. Or Stafford. Could be one of the two. Whoever's making the decisions and who the the ball goes to. Cam, cam ankles. <laughs> cam ankles. Yeah, fantasy's dumb. Baseball's dumb. Baseball's stupid. I got some grievances to air about that in a little bit. And here, yeah, sports sports in general are stupid right now. But this is like the pinnacle of time, right? This is yeah, like where it's you're supposed, supposed to be the best it's time of the year. The best time of the year. Like you've got baseball going on, baseball playoffs, football. NFL in full swing, college yeah. football in full swing, yeah. Alabama losing. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, that was great. Hockey. Hockey's Hockey, going golf. on. All of it going on. Keen Lynn's Fucking tennis, high lie, all that shit's going on right now. <laughs> the live tour. I, I hate don't the know. Tour. I haven't watched a single stroke of it. I saw these assholes wearing shorts, and it just doesn't look right. Hmm. It, it's just weird. Like I saw Phil Mickelson wearing black shoes with the white socks. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? You can tell you've never worn shorts on the on the tour before. That's too. what happens when you lose forty million dollars gambling, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> That you have to go do shit like that. I'm surprised they weren't tube socks. Allegedly. They may have been. <laughs> he, he, he manufactured them himself. He snip, cut snap, them. Snip, <laughs> or he rolled them over. He did the rollover where you stick it on the end of your foot. You just pull it all the way down so it looks like an ankle. I, I would see him. I would see him like getting off his yacht in Dubai wearing like deck shoes with no socks and showing up there and be like, Hey, Caddy, give me your socks. I'm your boss. Give me your socks. I can see that. I can definitely I, that's, see that. Uh, yeah. I, I can also see him getting off his yacht and being like, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, $20? Uh, I remember making 100000 of these the other day. Um, he also, they could have made him go to the gift shop and buy some socks. <laughs> we have somebody that happened to today. Oh, man, that's just so awesome, man. I, obviously, Keelan great track to go to and uh 
one of our good friends was able to go there today. Floyd, aka Eric, got to go to uh, Keeneland and uh, was wearing jeans, which I don't think is like a bad thing. They were they're probably but... pressed jeans though. Like he does, he doesn't wear shitty jeans. No, I'm but sure. Ed, I'm were sure they Ed Hardy look... jeans? I'll bedazzle <laughs> yeah. the crosses on the back pocket. The pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, your Jabot jeans are not. Uh, uh, so the metal detector is going off. I'm pretty. Eric and I talked about this when we were younger. I think he definitely had Jinkos at one point. So maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe maybe it was a pair of Jinkos. <laughs> no, it was the Urban Pipes. Urban Pipes, man. You get the Urban Pipes on. We got a text on. Uh, they had to be. I bet you the uh, Urban Pipeline jeans. That's my guess. Uh, I'll have to ask him. But uh, he uh, obviously they were sitting in one of the uh, private suite rooms there, and uh, he had to go down to the gift shop and get himself uh, straightened out with the <laughs> gift shop girls. So two hundred dollars later. Oh, that's what it was. I was going to say over under on the on the slacks. I would have said one seventy five over under. Well, you got a tie. You got you got a tie too. So it was two hundred bucks. Okay. You get a tie to wear in there too. Do you think yeah. there's a Keenan logo on his pants? Because if they are, I'm going to buy them. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask him, but uh, he did look like uh, he did have the Howard Cosell yellow jacket on. So from Y World of Sports. Got it. Which I thought was pretty, pretty epic. I fucking love Eric. He's a good dude. And awesome. What pisses me off is that he went to Keelan before any of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Right. That's tough. Yeah, uh, and he was sitting with the. We got to sit in with the governor and the uh, ex governor of Kentucky. You think he talked to him? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was uh, sharing pics with them, uh, basically the whole the whole time. Did he just flash your pics? Because that'd be yes. great. I mean, that'd be fucking yes, money. Did. did you have a positive ROI today? Uh, I did not. Okay, so uh, then he's probably so, not invited back. So you didn't hit no. the seventy-two thousand dollar ten cent super today. <laughs> No, close. Uh, no, not at all. So yeah, Eric, Eric was actually out by the uh, by the fifth. So here's the best part. Eric was out by the fifth race. Uh, we had some backwards exactas uh, for the first four. He hits the fifth. I think he made uh, eighty bucks. I think that race. So he got some of his money back, and then he left. And then, of course, hit the sixth race try after he left. So you know, it's kind of how it goes. That's kind of how it goes. I don't know how you leave. Yeah, how did he leave early? Flight? I guess those uh, pants really, it really probably stuck in his cross. <laughs> <by those pants. laughs> They're itchy. Yeah. <laughs> They're just really not comfortable. You know, you know one thing about bad about this eye patch, it's itchy. It's itchy. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't see? It's so itchy. No. It's itchy. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think he had a bigger budget, but unfortunately, the $200 for the pants and the tie probably set him back. So I know uh, cr- no, his ride was actually uh, to go back to where they were having to go to uh was leaving so he had to go with see did fa- they fatal flaw buy pants did they also yeah. have to buy pants they're just both no, embarrassed think, they just i think left. it was a female i think she had a dress oh, on, so okay. a- well two things two mistakes they were made there a that's what credit cards are for and i'm, I'm not talking about, i'm not talking about buying pants i'm talking about credit card cash advances to make your bets because <laughs> if you do that then you know you got to be invested you, you gotta get your pick yeah, right. you're not leaving by the fifth race that's for sure <laughs> bk and after when you're done that's the way to, that's the way that's to it. go <laughs> if anybody has a gambling problem please dial 1-800 gambling um the second mistake was him wearing sleeves because this kid's got a set of fucking pipes on him like it's incredible it's incredible yeah. i think if you put his arms together his biceps together are probably bigger than his waist do you remember the running back for the falcons back in the day your boy jamal anderson of course, yeah. you guys remember him in his 30 
four inch thighs and his 32 inch waist. Think about that, but put that on his arms instead. The inventor of the dirty bird. Crystal chandelier. Hmm. <laughs> you know what right back I was thinking of the other day though for Steven Jackson. No, but that's hmm. a good one too. Work done. Ooh, he was shifty. Yeah. He, he was uh he was shifty. I saw something on Barstool or something where they're like, oh any running backs that are like are gone like like kind of left mm. your mind that were yeah. really good. And I was like, he came to mind first. I was like, yeah, work done. I haven't heard. That's funny because we talked about Mike Allstott today too. Really? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking Weird. about that. Yeah. I still would like I to thought see- you were going to mention uh, Decletus Jones. Decletus Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the square is green. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted a guy who was like a linebacker named Decletus. Decletus. That would be a great name. De- Decletus. You know what? Maybe See, hate me is also a great name. <laughs> maybe that is maybe Hot Rod Charlie's uh, owner's next door should be called Decletus. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the toe grabber. <laughs> toe grab. I mean, that's it. it you know, no cleat. Decleat. Decletus. I like how they cleared that too for uh, Hot Rod Charlie. Basically, they went and checked his shoes two days later. Makes sense. Yeah. I, there's yeah. no way you could get rid of the evidence in two days. Correct. No, they said his shoes were. Looked like the same shoes he wore during. That looks good to they see. Were aged. They look like the same shoes. How about we just take these shoes, these toe grabbers off, and put the same horseshoes he had on twenty minutes ago before we put these on, and just throw those back on there. You took the sh- yeah. you took the horse's shoes off. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you use a saw? <laughs> that's, that's kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a cow. We've got a bull. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to Eric and to go out to Keeneland. Love him, but that's fucking dog shit. Yeah, that's kind of horrible. We got to go before we, we did. love you. We love you. We well, we had the shot I was when my wife and daughter was out of town. We were just too lazy to we make talk about it. Seven and a half hour drive. Yeah, yeah that was a jaunt. I think we got destroyed on picks that day too. Mm, yeah, early. I mean, I started out early. Justin hit one. I was betting. We were all around all the tracks. So, yeah, that's you. you Sorry, let me let me let me correct the record here. I've been watching a lot of (laughs) court TV. (laughs) Fucking Mark's a piece of shit. Um, I got murdered with picks that day. (laughs) (laughs) That was not we. That was me. You're projecting <laughs> grounds, 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 grounds. Overruled. Um, so that's good. Yeah, we got uh, Eric going to Keeneland. We got uh, no cleats on the uh, on the shoes. I will say though, when you go to the track, it is different than just betting at home. You know, like you're uh, when you actually get to see true. the horses at the paddock. Like I probably would have lost money because I would have been like, dude, look at this horse. It's a monster. It would probably have finished dead last. Probably every race. I probably wouldn't have got a, a pick in for the first four races. Guy just be like walking around, checking shit out. Yeah. Doing beer bongs, <laughs> butt chugging. I get like overanalyzing <laughs> when I go to the track too. I'm like watching the jockeys to see how they're interacting with like the trainer and the connections. And then I'm looking at the jockey and how they are on the horse, I'm looking at the horse. You know, too many at things that just whores. at the horse. <laughs> too many things, that the and that's when the whores come to town, shaking their behinds for the men folk. Um, twenty dollars here, twenty dollars there, <laughs> twenty dollars to pay the rent. <laughs> Steady of spending on the whore. I like um, her idea. I kind of like her idea. Uh, my challenge mentally right now with the track is I haven't been to the track without my daughter mm. in I don't know over eight years. So every time I'm there, there's there's no focus. There's no gambling yeah. it's me 
trying to keep the world from stealing her. Yeah. Sex traffickers. Yeah, that'll happen. Anyways, I digress. I digress. Um, we're going to go back to Keelan this weekend again. I um, had a decent weekend last weekend. Um, but you know what? It's time for part two of airing of grievances. We got a lot of fucking problems with you people, and we're going to talk about it. Joe, start us off. Uh, I'm going to give this first one out to fucking UPS, the uh, the gold seal of shipping. So uh had to use UPS recently. Uh, one of our guests, Elio Imbornone, had uh, ordered some canvases here for the syndicate uh, that we put together. You may have seen that out there on the Twitter handle, but... Uh, Everything got delivered except for Elio's, and it uh, turns out that they delivered it to an address about an hour away from his actual home. Uh, wasn't really, I was kind of confused at the fact, so I reached out to Elio. Hey, did you get it? He said, no. Uh, looks like he delivered it to a city an hour away, had the right address, called UPS, got some automated bullshit, uh, finally got to someone who spoke English that I could complain about. They said a supervisor called me in an hour. Two hours later, I called back. No call. Talked to somebody else, gave me the same runaround, said somebody will call you in an hour. Two hours later, same shit. Nobody called me. Uh, the next day, I get a call from a supervisor saying that, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to send somebody out and get that package because it was sent out there incorrectly. I don't know how it happens. Address is pretty clear. The address was correct. Uh, we're going to pick it up. We're going to drop it off. Uh, he should get it in the next couple of days. Get a call the next day uh, from the same supervisor. Good news. They picked up the package. They did retrieve it. All right, good stuff. Bad news is they can't find it. It's like somewhere in the warehouse. Yeah, it was right next to the Ark of the Covenant from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah, basically, and the Ark and uh, a couple other uh, relics there from <laughs> King Tut's fucking tomb. And uh, it's just like, well, wait, it's got to be here somewhere. I'm like, well, no shit, it's got to be there somewhere. It doesn't just fucking disappear. You are UPS, right? I mean, you've been around for how many years? You deliver all packages, right? Go brown or whatever. You know, the, I realize that the brown for UPS is shit. What can brown their do customer for you? server sucks. Their delivery sucks. <laughs> the only thing brown did for me was make me fucking nauseous and sick and cause me to fucking not be yeah. at the podcast today. Probably so turn fuck your... UPS. Go FedEx. Go as US Postal Service. Don't use UPS. Probably turn your brown red for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> turn that frown upside so, down. It sounds like to me that they think anybody can make deliveries no they know how yeah. to take orders yeah. anybody can just take them <laughs> just it's take the them. completing that's the yeah I feel like well, that's I... what i found out what i stand for is under undeliverable pieces of shit <laughs> 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 uh, you got any grievances uh, you need to air tonight buddy not really no uh, no my grievances i normally was going to start with the entire state of wisconsin sporting programs but we're going to yeah. shrink it down to fucking one and it's going to be summarized by three outs that were recorded in the nlcs last night because i had to sit and watch fucking josh Hader mowed everybody down yeah. i don't know what 11 fucking pitches yeah. i'm glad we unloaded him for a fucking bag of balls and the most blown saves in major league baseball since he was traded in a complete collapse of the fucking yeah. organization run by a bunch of cocksucking douchebags yeah fuck you milwaukee brewer franchise that's why airing a grievance was right now. Um, when they had, uh, what's his name, had uh, his press conference, he did say that that was probably his one thing he could take back is trading Josh Hader. <laughs> really? Yeah, he did say, he's like, ah, I don't know if that trade was what we really wanted to do, but obviously they did it. I don't know if I'm par- paraphrasing, but 
basically saying he did not want to trade Hater. You know what's crazy is when you trade trade a guy that seems to to scuffle in August. Yeah. I get it. When you trade him in a, as a small market and you still have another year of control on him, and typically you get bigger returns in winter fucking trades. Yeah, you wouldn't trade yeah. him during a fucking pennant race. No. And now I got to watch him for at least another ten games. You guys did look like geniuses, though, for the first, like, I don't know. 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> for, like, the first <laughs> the first month he was with San Diego, he, like, blew, like, seven saves. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, you guys you guys are geniuses. Like, you really, you guys made the right move at the right time. And now he's just untouchable again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think I, I have to look at the numbers, but I think if I remember right, he absolutely owns the Phillies. Yeah. If I remember right, but... Yeah, it was nasty. Anyways, so I'm done with the Brewers. I'm done with fucking baseball. Fuck, fuck the whole thing. These super team yeah. cocksuckers. Did you guys I see uh, Shohei wants to either go back to back home, like to wherever he's from? Like, I don't know. Where in, yeah. Is that where he's from? I don't know where he's from. I think he's Japanese. Am I Japanese? crazy? I don't know. I think he's, I think he's Polish. <laughs> I think he's Dutch. <laughs> Tom Gag. Gag. Tom Gag. <laughs> Uh, well, no, basically I, saying I, he's I, either gonna he wants to go back home or he wants to be traded because he does not have a very fond. That's another piece of shit feeling. Yeah. Can you, the, can you the imagine angels? having Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and not being able to be five hundred? I'm complaining about the Mets. Right. <laughs> I'm complaining about the Brewers, and you guys had a great season, and we just missed the playoffs for the first time. And that's like a monster lineup right there. <sighs> they can't even scratch. They can't even sniff the playoffs. Yeah. He is from. Oh, I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna murder this. Oshu Iwate, Japan. Okay, so it is Japan. But what a freak he is! He's throwing yeah, he's, 100 mile an hour fastballs. He's throwing what 98 mile an hour sinkers and hitting bombs in the hitting meantime. bombs. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude's a freak. Anyways, so there's my my airing of grievances. I have no grievances to air in the world of horse racing at the moment, except for the fact that I didn't play <laughs> eight four. What was it? Eight eight five six two today. What do you yeah, think you would have done if you hit it? If I would have won thirty six grand because I'd yeah. be chopping the pot with somebody else, yeah, probably hookers and blow, yeah, two chicks at the same time. <laughs> dude, you don't need thirty six grand to do have that happen. <laughs> well, to get a couple of dudes to double, a couple of chicks to double up and a dude, dude like me, a dude like me, I would. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. I was busy as hell today, and I was in accounts all day, so I probably would have not checked until I was on the way here. Probably crashed and died. That's nice. Probably how it would have yeah. shaken out. It was just stay in your account. Kid, your area of grievances should be that the fact that that trial he paid seven grand. Yeah, that is a travesty. Seven grand for I, I don't, I don't fifty cents. How. The only thing that would make sense is that the pool isn't very big, or a lot of people just had that combination box. Well, seven even boxes. that, I don't buy. I mean, you could have seventy two thousand dollars in the in the super pool. Super pool that was cleared out on one ticket on a ten cent ticket. It's got to be an equally or even more amount for yeah. trifecta. You think it at least be equal? I wonder. Right? I wonder if the take percentage is more on tries and on soups. Probably. I don't know. I'm, I'm I mean, it's sure probably it, higher. Sure definitely higher. But I think maybe you got more people that are willing to play the telephone number game. Sure. You know, with a try because it's only three places rather than okay. four. Yeah. Maybe. Who but knows? Then, I, don't know. I don't know. It just seems like seven grand was a little low. Grand <laughs> seven grand for fifty cents is ridiculous. But for that try, I, th- I was expecting like yeah north of like. 10 to 15, you know, at the end. At yeah. I, I thought it was going to be at least five digits. Yeah. So who knows? Who it knows? is interesting. Hopefully they played it for a buck. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I wouldn't care. 
I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if we split <laughs> if we split a fifty cent ticket three ways. I'd be okay with. Yeah, that. yeah, twenty five hundred bucks yeah. a guy. Sure, sure. Yeah, you got that on one race, and sometimes you have to wait five or six races to get that return. That's insane. Sometimes you got to wait five or six months, depending <laughs> who you are. <laughs> yeah, four out of five. Has, I haven't seen a four out of five pay like that in a very long time. Bananas. Yeah. The, yeah. the pick five paid a hundred G's. The pick. What did the pick four play? Forty three. Yeah. Is that right? Forty three. Like yeah. yeah. I forgot what it was. Yeah. So telephone the, numbers. The, the problem with that on a, when it happens on a Thursday is that'll make me want to play stupidly just to scratch my own lottery ticket on Saturday, and then it'll go. Yeah. It'll go. You know, nine to nine to fives win every race across the board. <laughs> Yeah, chalky, tomorrow, chalky, chalky. tomorrow will be all chalk. Oh, yeah, super it. chalk. Yeah, yeah, super the pick chalk. five will pay like two hundred fifty-seven dollars <laughs> <laughs> for a buck. <laughs> for a dollar. But you did you did see that the uh, the last race was a dead heat too. Yeah. What? Johnny V yeah, and Louis Size. Last race was a dead heat. So going into that last race, if you would have had the nine, uh, it was worth three hundred. I believe it was three hundred fifty thousand dollars for the pick five, and if you had the three. It was like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars if you had the three, and because they dead heated, everybody gets a hundred and five thousand. God, that sucks. So if you had the nine and you couldn't get that nostril over the finish line, mm. now do you sit there and go, "Fuck, I lost two hundred and fifty thousand or do yes. you say I won? Unequivocally, yes. It'll never be how I how I how I won a hundred G's in a pick five on a Thursday. It's how, how I lost, lost two hundred grand in a pick five on a Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, well, but that's because I'm a cynical dick. But well, you get it both ways, though, right? Yeah, you do. So I mean, like oh. if you had both, well, you get you get. If somebody had the three and the nine, if yeah, you had them both, then you get it paid twice, right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, so you got two hundred. Yeah, yeah, I take it. So I, I yeah, I won two hundred, but I still lost a hundred at that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, just kidding. Two hundred. Yeah, you fucking get me. Uh, I wouldn't be that here. all. That all burger in the third and fourth leg was the. the key. You know what? You know what'd be funny though? I was laughing about it on the way here. I'm like. But what probably would have happened is I would have had all except the three and the nine. <laughs> <It's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> the nine was the first one you peeled back, and then the three, you're like, I need one more. And you peeled that one back. I, dude, I, I didn't look at any cards today. I'm looking at it right now, like, oh, yeah, Louie, Pletch on that on the nine. Well, fuck that one. Velasquez. Just size Pletch. in general. He's having a great meet, but man, can that guy screw you? No, I would have had him. Yeah, I would have had him because. In my mind, he stands upright in pictures. Yeah. <laughs> he stands more upright when he's on the horse than he did in that picture. Uh, we're never going to let that die. No, I love fine. it. It's fine. I can't he's, wait. I can't wait. The list, I when, me, on the list. when Mila starts paying attention to ask me questions about jockeys, she's going to know him as the guy that won't stand. The guy that, that guy that doesn't stand straight. <laughs> you have scoliosis or what's what wrong the, with you? Why don't you, why don't you stand up straight in pictures? That sounds like a uh, that sounds like a merch idea. Let's write this down. With a real Louis Saez, please stand up. <laughs> uh, that is great. But yeah, he'll he'll forever be on the list. I don't think I can ever recover. You just made the list, bitch. <laughs> All right, good to see you guys. It's been a hectic couple weeks. You guys had family in town, and I. Uh, God, I've been running around like a crazy asshole the last couple weeks. So good to get together with you guys. I'm excited to see what, what we're going to do together in the next few weeks with Breeders' Cup coming up. Usually that's a two-day holiday for us. Can't wait to get into that action. And, uh, yeah, we got yeah, a couple weeks, weeks left before, before the BC, bitches. It's quickly approaching. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And like a parakeet there. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. That's money pit. Money pit. Uh, thank you to all the listeners and followers. Had some great interaction again over the weekend and throughout the weekend on the Twitter handle. Great to see uh, Elio get his canvas from uh, Mr. 
C-Note. Love to see that. If you guys want to check out any merch, check us out on Fantag. And of course, if you like some of the artwork on Kinsella Canvas, hit up C-Note. Appreciate Ex- it. Excellent job. Excellent I could, job. I could try you something, too, if you want. If you, if you want me to take a dump in a box of Martin Guarantee, I will. <laughs> I've got spare time. I've got spare time. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's spare change missing in your daughter. <laughs> your I've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Let's go to Keeneland, shall we, boys? It does start in the sixth race. So. It does. We confirmed it. We I've been looking every that. time. I now. do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, six, six. You know what? Sorry, sorry Joe. I'm gonna cut you off. You yeah, know what? Ahead. You know what fucked me up? Usually, I look at that every week. The thing that threw me through a loop three weeks ago was the Philly Five. Oh yeah. I'm like, doesn't say pick yeah. five. What the fuck is this? And ever yeah. since then, I'm like, all right, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> the Fat Philly Fives. Ph. Mm. Fat, mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll a fat Philly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six race, seven furlongs. It is the Perryville Stakes. Person two hundred fifty thousand dollars for three year olds. Gonna be hard to get away from the eight here in Gunite. Uh, probably gonna be your chalky chalk favorite. Uh, the horse has been running well. Seven furlongs fits the bill. Best for this horse. Tyler Gaffney, Steve Asmussen, out of Gun Runner. Uh, pretty classy, grades two, grade one races, non-graded stakes races, one, two of the uh, last time out, and two back in the <clears throat> two back in the grade one race at Saratoga, 101 speed figure, just getting beat by Jack Christopher, only off a length and a quarter. Uh, by far, Gunite is the class and the uh, pretty much, wouldn't say speed, but definitely stalking or speed of the race. Uh, Going to be hard to beat it, so I know it's kind of a gimme, but... Gunnate's the best, probably the key for the pick five, although I do have a couple underneaths that I do like as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to get away from Gunnate in this spot. I think uh, <clears throat> it's a very winnable race for this horse. I think that you will see um, you'll see this horse go to the front. I don't know if it will stock. I think, it, I think Tyler's going to try to get the horse out into the clear, but if it does stock, I mean, either way, this horse is very tactical. Um, it's going to be very, like I said, very hard to get away from that one. I took a look at the six here, B-Doc, with uh, Joel Rosario for Doug O'Neill. Um, it's it's an interesting horse to me because last time out in the Pennsylvania Derby, it ran a 103 speed figure, finished six by nine lengths, right? Lost to Taba, lost to Zandon, lost to Cyberknife, which you would expect from this horse compared to those horses. Now, in this field, I think it's a little bit more doable. I think that uh, Doug O'Neill does have a solid horse on his hands here. Um, if you see anywhere around the trip of that Ellis Park um, allowance race, again, it is an allowance race, but... Uh, if you see something like that, I could see this horse making a splash, but you're going to get Joel Rosario coming off suspension, I believe, as well. So um, you might be riding a little bit different on Saturday. And uh, I think that this horse could be a player here, but again, I think it's going to be very hard to get away from Gunnite. So I'll probably have the six here as well. Yeah, I got the six underneath for sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I, I I have a deep, deep love for Gunnite. Um but you guys hit on the head. I, I like where you are with the six. I mean, of a revolution we just watched a couple weeks ago uh, when Scaramouche came out of nowhere and crushed our pick five. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have a hard time not just keying the eight to try to spread a little bit later in in probably race nine or race ten. Um, 
I took a good hard look at the three. I think the three, obviously, mm-hmm. coming up in class, got some good speed figures. I took a good look at the at the two provocateur as well. I'm putting a line right through that grade two that it just ran and taking a look at the stakes race previously with a 96 speed rating. So I like the eight on top. I like the two, three, six, and probably seven underneath. What about – um? I, I th- so I'm, I'm in that gambler mode where I'm like, what if Gunite doesn't win, right? And then yeah. who's going to win? Um, but what, like Pinehurst was a horse that I, I continuously watched and was like, there's got to be something there. It looked really good at Santa Anita um, mm-hmm. and then ran it back in the King Abdulazi, whatever, in February in at UAE. Died. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so they ran that grade two at UAE won that race and then came back in the Amsterdam and didn't do much. I, I just, I don't know. It, it seems like there's something kind of there with this horse and John Velasquez has been riding really well. So um, just very interesting. I think that, like I said, Gunnite's going to be the play here yeah. if I want to go th- really skinny at the beginning. Um, but I could see if he doesn't win one of these horses. I, I agree with you on the four. I took a hard look and I kind of chucked it just from, it went overseas and it, Kind of, I don't know, came back town hasn't, and hasn't you know, hasn't really done yeah. much. It's only been one time out. I get that, but um, yeah, I, th- I think I think Pinehurst is more the cachet on the name prior to Dubai and prior to going overseas. Um, and then with the bar change over to Brandon Walsh, you know the, the horse is definitely working out. It's been off for quite some time now. I mean, July thirty mm-hmm. first was the last time out, and uh, you know, trained Brandon Walsh now training this horse is. Kind of getting it decent, back to decent form. There's a couple of nice works going back in August and even in September of just getting back to what the horse likes, which is, uh, you know, more of those four furlongs, steady worked consistently and back in a steady tap. So it's interesting. Uh, I think for me, for by Pinehurst, I probably need one race with Brandon Walsh here in a uh, graded stakes race that seeks or uh, sorry, a non graded stakes race see what this horse is capable of mm-hmm. of coming back to but for for me pinehurst is a weight uh stats are obviously you guys know i'm i'm on a provocateur get money if it wins to my racehorse so i think that if gunite doesn't win provocateur would be the one to to, to carry on in that race but i think gunite's gonna wear him down yeah, so on Saturday, I'm probably going to one of two ways here. I'm either going to single Gunite, and like I said, just try to spread in those other races, because the next race and even the race after that are kind of iffy for me. Um, but yeah. if I don't spread, I think I have like four horses that I would put on here. And one of those as well is going to be the seven, which I think is probably one of the faster horses in the bunch. Of a um, yeah, yeah, of a revolution. Safi Joseph, Gerardo Corrales. Um, last time I ran 95 speed figure in the grade two uh, at parks fucking I mean, scaramouche because i think i think we had of a revolution in that pick five yeah so it's yeah. like I, I can't leave that one off the ticket i feel like yeah. either you know um but i don't know so basically what we're saying is we all love the eight correct i mean that should be that should be the key and we're making arguments for everybody but the one and the five in this yeah, race for, for possibilities horses yeah right yeah i mean enjoy your workout really right <laughs> those are the ones yeah. we peeled back huh poor kendrick <laughs> that's basically it but you know it's funny a kid you mentioned on uh, b doc real quick mm-hmm. you know brian dawkins with as hot as philly is right now with the Ooh. eagles and the philadelphia phillies kismet. the old the old brian dawkins uh could be could be kismet here for a uh, b doc could be could be i'm still taking gun night or or <laughs> 
Could be somebody else hoisting the gold. Oh, yeah, it could be. It's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it is not going to be. I took a look at it. I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I'm out. I'm might, out be an, no. might be an all button. I'm out. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> no. No. I'm I mean, going to on my On my form, I've got eight, and then I've got a two with it. That's where my head was at at the start. Yeah. I'll key the eight and rip the ticket off. If gun eight doesn't win, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, on All paper, right. it just looks so much better. All right, I'm fine with that. Let's go to the seventh. Seventh race, five and a half furlongs on the turf. It's an allowance, 120000 Purse of 120000 for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and upwards, which have never won $10,000 twice other than maiden claiming starter or state bread allowance, or which have never won three races. Of course, on the turf, rails at 20 feet. have been a lot of really turf races at Keeneland I've been able to, to kind of tra- track and kind of get a track bias on, but... I'm going to go with the two Empress Tigress. This is John Velasquez and Jonathan Thomas teaming up. Last two races have been non-graded stakes race since it broke its maiden at first asking. Won that race pretty easy by six lengths. That was at Woodbine. Two races at Saratoga, a win and a second. Two two strong races, losing to Poppy Flower last time out at five and a half. Horse is going to be sitting there in a great spot. I love it. It has the rail, and I think it's going to have a good inside trip. Uh, shouldn't have anything to really worry about as far as speed, except for a deep fire on the outside. And uh, I think it's going to be able to get good position. Johnny V sets it down, wins this one. Uh, good speed rating, second in the class here against the rest of these. And a 101 and three time figure is pretty much much the best of anybody in here uh, for the distance. So I'll take a stab at uh, one of four that I would have on this ticket in the spread. I'll go with the two Empress Tigers. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, it's definitely got to be morning line favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. nine to five. That's that's my top pick there as well. Um, Johnny V has been riding really well at Keeneland too, and he's been making the trip, but he's been specifically staying in Keeneland, so that's uh, something to take note on. He did go back to um, Belmont at Aqueduct last weekend for Sunday, just to I think they had some stakes races there, and uh, yep. he's been riding pretty much full time at Keeneland this meet, so. Um, he's obviously got some big mounts here, I think, and that's going to be my key there. Uh, but I, this is, this is a tough race for me because I'm, I'm really stuck between two other horses that, um, one of them is call me crazy, but the six Sarah Mia, it's uh Francisco Arietta is getting the mount for Robertino Diodoro. That last trip was pretty, pretty solid. I mean, this horse was literally eight lengths off. Oh yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Eight lengths off. <laughs> Um, at the first call, then dropped to nine lengths, almost 10 lengths off, and then closed so hard, so fast down the stretch, ended up winning by half a length. So this horse definitely has what I feel is that capable trip on the turf at Keeneland. Keeneland is definitely a closer. Um, I'd say when you're looking at the stylistically what you're looking for on turf, it's somebody that can close down the stretch because everybody at that turn starts to line up. And if you've got a horse with a lot of power down the stretch that is capable of that kind of ride, that's who I want on top. And so this Saramia, this six has got something there. Um, that last trip, like I said, is very telling of what I'm thinking you're going to see. Uh, and if it does run that trip, if it does have that capable trip in it, um, I would not be surprised to see this horse win and beat the field by more than half a length. I like it. I have it marked as well. Joe, I've got the two as well. I, I have four horses marked in this as well. So Joe, you hit on the two kid, you hit on the six and I'll go way outside on the 12, uh, for similar reasons. Um, looking at the last time out, <clears throat> last two times out running very similar in pace seems to be very consistent in the speed that's being able to run, um, threw out a couple of nice, <clears throat> nice four furlong workouts in this as well. Um, last time out went from 11 lengths down to losing by three quarters of a length at six and a half furlongs. So am I nuts about it going 
earlier or uh, going shorter. No, but I think Joel will be able to get the horse where it needs to be Mm -hmm. not 11 lengths off the lead um, early. So I like the closing angle. I like the six and I like the 12 along with it. Yep. Yep. I'm going to throw one more in there for you. you guys nailed all the ones that I'm looking at uh, as far as the outside of the two, which was my first pick. But I like the 7-2 Artos of Mar- Martin Garcia here for uh, George Arnold. The thing about this horse specifically is if you go <laughs> when you go back to the June 19th race, and that was at Laurel, 102-1 was the race time. The fractions there look like, to me, what you're going to see this time around with the 21 quarter and possibly 44-3. and three. Uh, second in that race, Fergal Lynch, 86 speed figure. That was his third of five consecutive non-graded stakes races where it was out of the money, third, second, out of the money and out of the money. Mm-hmm. Those last two specifically though, uh, both, all of them were five and a half, two of them at five furlongs, three of them at five and a half. And then comes back with a five furlong in any uh, allowance condition and won that one last time out with Martine. I will say that the horse is in really good form is always there consistently, never really that far back. So kind of interesting with the post position where the speed, where I see the speed coming from, I think Artos could be uh, kind of what you were saying about how Saramia is, uh, should be there late to be able to make a move, uh, possibly close near the front, uh, kind of tactical in that way. So I thought Artos is an interesting play too. I have no idea what the odds are, but that's one I want to throw in my ticket. Uh, Artos right now, seven and one. I like that price. Um, the other, the other four, do you, have, do you have a fourth or not? I do. Well, I had, so I had four, um, on the ticket. Who are your four? I had the one, okay. which is minute to waltz. Um, Rafael Bejarano, that last trip is kind of what I want to see. You're going to run a similar company, um, at the distance. So this shouldn't be anything new. You're getting the rail. So you're going to get uh, the inside trip. So maybe save a little bit of ground, but I'm hoping this horse breaks and goes to the front. Um, so that's one that I have on there as well that I don't think I can leave off. I've got the one, the two, the three and the six Got it. are my, uh, are my top picks. Yep. That, that was the other one I had was the three in, uh, storm kiss mm-hmm. i think it's got early speed i think it's i don't think it's going to get in front of empress Ti- uh, empress tigress i think that's going to be going to the front two or three stalking behind it um if there is a speed duel then i think it completely sets up for the six yep. and 12 and and to joe's point the seven coming off the pace but i like the three as well so right now we're saying if i'm hearing y'all right two one, two, three, six, seven, twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So we definitely have to go one in the first leg. So we have to single gun. I, yeah. I think is the key here, right? I mean, we're all pretty yeah. much aligned. That's the best horse. And if we die in that sword, we die in that sword. Okay. Um. So if we go eight and we single in the first leg, we can spread in this leg. I think I feel pretty confident in that because this is. It seems like yeah, if it gets to a speed duel, we're going to see one of these two close the six or the twelve coming down and flying. But if yeah. speed doesn't really play too much of a factor, right? And one of these speed horses get a easy trip on Just the front. Out, yeah. yeah. Then we're seeing one of those guys. So I've, I'd like to cover our bases in the second leg. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the, the yeah. three, the three I'm so captivated by because it is last time out at six and a half for a long mm-hmm. hammered a 97. Yep. Yeah. So I'm with you. There's something about that three that is interesting to me. Now to, to Joe's point, the time may not be as impressive as two. So we'll yeah, see. I, I, I see the other thing. I have the two, six, seven, 12. Those are the four that I had on the form. The only the only down thing for me on the one is that it, it's the turf, right? It's uh, been dried on dirt, haven't gone on turf, and looking at the pedigree, it should be okay. But against this field, this would be one where I'd want to wait and see. Even though Rafael Bayarano uh, on the mount last time out and won, uh, I may I may want to wait on that. Plus the one hundred three and three on the dirt isn't really wasn't really strong enough for me to really throw it on the ticket. The three though, I mean, three has. 
you know, a couple races on synthetic dirt and turf, and the last race specifically that uh, you're mentioning there with the cutback and distance would be considerably good in this race. Yeah, potentially. Okay. We lost you for a, yeah, just for for a, a hot second, second but we're back, baby. <laughs> it's okay. I, uh, occasionally, I think it just freezes, and then it comes back. So, so if you're listening and, and you hear Joe go gargly, it's not because... There's a sandstorm. He's gargling anything. <laughs> <laughs> not actually, yet, at least. <laughs> not yet. Not like my Halloween costume. I'm a goblin. <laughs> goblin. You can go to my OnlyFans. Go to my OnlyFans page. And see that. Uh, uh, I like. So we, I like it. So if if we're looking at if we're looking at one one two three six seven twelve, we got a nice spreader in there. We've got early speed. We got stalkers and closers covered in that second leg. Yep. Now the only shitty part would be if the two comes like away. And yeah. Wins. Super yeah. chalk at this moment. And, yeah. look, and looks very strong on paper. It does look very strong. But, I mean, I've seen Johnny V uh, take some favorites and and not perform on them. I've also seen Luis Saez do the same thing. Stand up straight when you're talking. <laughs> Let's go to the eighth. There isn't a jockey in that race I haven't seen. <laughs> not win a race they should have. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Eighth race. Uh, uh, Going to dread this race. But eighth race. A mile and an eighth. It's an allowance, 110,000. For three year olds and upwards, which have never won a race other than maiden, claiming starter, or state bred allowance, or which have never won two races. God, I almost wish I could go the all button in this race. It's almost impossible for me to How many you got? How many you got? One specific. I've got one, two, three, four. I've got six. Hey, me too. What do you got, kid? I think I have five. (laughs) Yeah. So we might have to go key, spread, spread, and then thin, thin. Tight, tight? Yeah. Um, If I'm going to pick somebody out of this group and I can't take one of them because I'm just I have no faith in I have no faith in the rider right now but it'll probably be a race that will win but I'm going to talk about the four tis ride time with Rafael Bejarano mm-hmm. the reason I'm going with tis ride time is one of the one I'm going to talk about here that I kind of like the most is simply just because I think speed's going to die in this race it's is too much speed in this race too many poorly placed horses that I think are going to try to do the same thing and when I'm looking at times of horses that can pick up the pieces his ride time's right there. I mean, just the three races, the last three races alone, the two at Churchill and the one at Colonial Downs, inside rail or outside position, still being able to make up the ground and being where it needs to be at the top of the stretch. And like the kid said, when you're talking Keeneland, you got to be in the right spot at the top of the stretch to be able to close them out. And Rafi's going to be able to do that. He has consistently, he's still riding fantastic. Uh, so this is for Thomas Vanderberg and a horse that I see has all the ability to either go up front and try to challenge with the rest or sit tactically and make its move when it needs to. And I'm hoping that Rafi actually does that. Bay Arano takes his horse a little bit of time around the turn and gets great position coming home. So uh, I'll take the gray five-year-old who's having a fantastic, I got to say, five-year-old campaign uh, so far this year, eight, eight times out and uh, six times in the money with consistently coming off the pace, being at strongest advantage, especially in this race. I'll take his right time. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one that I have on the ticket here. Um, Agreed. We got one uniform for sure. Definitely going to be on there. Um, I'm sure the other ones I also have are going to be on there. Uh, internal battle here, but I have to take the six here film star. I think that Brad Cox, he's got a couple of runners here and, um, just based off of my own assumptions, um, I think that Florent always gets the cream of the crop when it comes to, um, his horses if he has multiple entries. So I think that he's taking the better of the horses that are in here. Um, with that being said, I think film star that last race was pretty, um, pretty telling. It ran 127,000 allowance race and was leading the entire way 
but then obviously just ran out of gas down the stretch um, and didn't get the job done. Now, I think it is interesting because that was at a mile. Now they're going to go ahead and lengthen out, which is a little bit of a question mark for me. So I think maybe they're going to try to set more of a stalking trip. But uh, if you go back to that Ellis Park where it broke its maiden, granted it was 60000 and he had a different jockey, Gerardo Corrales, on it. I mean, this horse won by nine and a half lengths. Again, it mm-hmm. broke its maiden. It was a $60,000 maiden race. That's fine. Um, it was also on an off track. But I just think that this out of the two horses, I think there's something here. And I think that, like I said, Florent gets a better of the two horses. So that's kind of my own bias, and my own assumption. But I think the six will be on the ticket for me. Got it. All right. <clears throat> so I'll go a little bit. Joe, you spoke a little bit about speed in that whole thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go con- contrary just in case. I'll go contrary on it and look at the 10 strong quality. I'm um, coming off the last race at a mile and an eighth. Went to the front, held the front all the way back and lost by a nose, uh, lost by a head, excuse me, um, down the stretch. Um, time at, what, 149 at a mile and an eighth. Um, very strong, 99 speed rating. Um, I like the fact that he can go to the front. And shows he can hold the front. I'm a little nervous. The the mile and eighth isn't is a little bit too much for him. But I think if he gets out, I think he could be the um, lone speed potentially if he can get in front of the six. Both of those on my ticket. Who else you guys got? Uh, the three. Agreed. The three. Yeah. For sure, for sure cool. has got to be on the ticket. It's probably. I mean. This horse, I, I did not have the three. Well, the horse is shortening up, right? So we, they were going a mile and a quarter last time. This horse basically went to the front, um, led by two, then three lengths in the stretch, and then pulled away even further and won by five, almost six lengths. Um, had Florent Giroux last time on him as well, which is something I like to note. But uh, I think that this horse is a $560,000 purchase. It's yep. Todd Pletcher, Luis Saez. It's a horse that has shown that it can go the distance, right? And it's gone start to finish front the entire way. Um, and they're even shortening up a little bit. So now you're going a mile and an eighth instead of a mile and a quarter. So I think that uh, they saw that they're stepping up a little bit here in the class. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they're okay with the distance drop, because I think this horse is going to try to go out to the front and they're hoping that holds on down the end. So I think that the three is also going to have to be on the ticket for me. Yeah, I, I, I got the three on the ticket as well. And from the price standpoint yeah. right now, morning lines at 15 to one. Um, which I think is interesting. I do too. Um, do we have to have the one on the ticket mm. in, in terms of off pace in the ninety consistent ni- mid nineties two figures? Yeah, absolutely. Corey Landry in a rail trimming uh, skimming trip, I think, is the, the guy's been riding phenomenally. At two winners the other day, I, I know that uh, the kid's not the biggest fan of him from a jockey, but I mean, you're shorting it up on a race to go three back. The last time you ran a mile and an eighth, one fifty and two was the time. And just barely off the clip coming in late. Uh, definitely going to be one to move. If anybody can close with a horse, whether it's uh, especially with a one hole, I think Corey's got a great opportunity. What's the price on the one? It's the it's the chalk right uh, now. It's, it's two to one right now. I don't I know how that. you can leave them off. I hate that so much. <clears throat> I don't like no, the price I'll, on I'll, it either. I'll, I'll say I don't like I don't like him as the chalk. He has a little bit of a price. No, I just don't like him. Just don't like. I just don't like him. He fucks me so yeah. much. I mean, like, when it comes to when it comes to Kentucky racing, that, that sounded really graphic. Fucks yeah. me so hard. <laughs> so Goddamn Buffalo Bill! Out. <laughs> 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 He's told me that it puts the lotion on the skin. I'm rubbing it in. See? Ooh, You're I'm right, a trader. You're right. <laughs> Plum crazy purple. You're right, though. I just, yeah, I mean, I just, this guy has more times than I can count 
is one of the guys that I'm like, I discredit him. He wins the race. I say, nope, he should win this one by a mile. He ends up losing by six lengths. He's dead last. Like I can never sync up with him. And this is a race like, like you alluded to, I think for the price, um, I just, maybe he'll prove me wrong. And if we put him on the collective ticket, I guess we have to just to save ourselves. But really I could care less if he's on. I'm not in deep love with a two to one on him. I don't think it's going to hold. It shouldn't hold. I think it probably finishes at four to one or maybe even what? Mm. Five to one, nine, 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 nine. It'll end up being a gift, I bet. <laughs> Maybe. I, I just think back-to-back stakes races where it hit the board on both, and now we're coming back down to an allowance race. I think the strength of the horse is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a hard time not having it, despite the five furlongs and 102 that it just ran. <laughs> um, I think. I mean, I think we have to have it on, right, if we're if we're going to spread it. Well, anyway. let, let, let's, yeah. One, so we got, what do we, what do we got here? We got one, three, four, six, ten. Am I missing any? One, three, four, six. Seven. Uh, you still got. I still got mine to add in. Okay. Uh, I just want to throw the five Higginson in there. Hey, I had that one too. Uh, and, and the reason I, the reason I'm throwing the five in there too is that I think the five and the six, both of these for Brad Cox, they're they're kind of somewhat identical horses. Um, but I think that the five actually is a little better than the six. So if you like the six, you kind of got to like the five. The the maiden one hundred twenty thousand race. That it won with uh, Florent Giroux. Now you get Tyler Gaffleone on uh, with a mile. Uh, drew away from the field. That was in a field of ten. That was at Churchill Downs. Uh, was the odds-on favorite. Won pretty convincingly, closing down the stretch. So off the pace. Uh, so we're stretching out a little bit in distance, which should not bother the horse at all. Uh, I think the horse actually could use another panel. So I think I'm okay with it. One for one. 120,000 first time at asking. Uh, horses out of Curlin. Obviously, we know the Curlin bred's out of Smart Strike, and it's out of a Medaglia Dioro mare. So the breeding to me says, give me distance, you know, off pace for a mile and an eighth, coming off the pace with Tyler, one of the best jockeys at Keelan. I, I would want to throw the five on, too. What's the odds on that, Stan? Um, Ten to one. I, I love that better than I like the two to one on the one. I've got the five on the ticket as well. So Florent has ridden two winners in this race, and he's not on either one that he's won on. Interesting. Race. Right. Uh, one of those is Higginson. And yeah. my question for you would be, do you think that Florent made the decision to take the six or do you think Brad Cox made the decision to put Tyler on the five? I think that Florent, due to the fact that Florent had the mount for the, first off, he rode both of them in their initial maiden race mm-hmm. and he broke the maiden with Higginson. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't do so well with Filmstar, mm-hmm. uh, but they did, Cox did have him come back uh, just recently in 127,000 condition allowance race that he ran. So I think he's trying to give him the horse that he's had. I know it's only two mounts versus one. He's given him the opportunity to choose which one he wanted. I would say that Florent probably, if he had the opportunity, would probably have taken uh, Filmstar over. Uh, just because, just because the horse, I think his familiarity with the two races and and the different track surfaces that he's running over and two different distances, maybe he's got a little bit more of an insight on it. I have no idea what's going on in the workouts, who's taking him out for the workouts. I really couldn't tell you what's going on with the barn there, but I would say you can't go wrong with either one. I think they both should be on the ticket. Um, I'm just like, this is my inner struggle, right? Is like, I always, this is what I always constantly goes through my mind is that, if I've seen him on two winners, he's not on either horse. Uh, granted, I can throw off the the gate runner 
mount because obviously Saez is going to be Pletcher's guy. That's it. Doesn't matter who wrote him last time. If Irad was there, I'm sure there would be some sort of questioning there. Who gets a mount? Yeah. Probably still Saez because he's riding better. So I, I chalk that one up. But when I look at Brad Cox having two horses, this one being one being from Godolphin, which would be Higginson, which I know for a fact is one of his pride and joys. Right when his connections with. Um, with Godolphin Farms, just because of the success yeah. and everything that they had last year. So I know for a fact that that is something that he probably holds near and dear. He wants to win with Godolphin. I mean, he probably wouldn't say he wants to win at all, but all costs. But to see that his his top jock, Florent, on the six, for me, is is what I always constantly question. Um, granted, it all depends on how the race breaks down and, and so many different variables, but I just can't... Like, when I was looking at both of them, I'm like, if I have to cut the ticket down, I'm going to cut down the five because I think Florent got the better of the two horses. Granted, we, if we're going to spread, we should throw them on there anyway, but that's just kind of the thought that goes in my mind. And I, I want to see where you guys thought too. For, for me, between the two horses, you know, and, and where mounts go, it's always hard to say what a trainer's thinking about and why they, why they change jockeys or why certain jockeys go to certain mounts. We kind of speculate. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Kind of where, where it's going to go or why it's going where, but I, I don't really know, but I will say that, out of the two, I actually like the five better than the six, but they're both, they both need to be on the ticket. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. All right. Just to throw a wrench in this, <clears throat> is anybody, how worried do we need to be about the 11 Anejo getting back to form right now? It's a concern, but it's been running state breads for most of its 2022 campaign. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not running well, but it's what I, what I'm know. looking back at is August at Saratoga of 21. Yeah, come back up. We got speed figures on on the way up. Hasn't raced at the distance in a long time. Do we need to be worried enough to have it on the ticket or not? I don't think so. Good. First right. time over the surface. Actually, hasn't uh, raced at Turfway, but yeah, has, has never run at Keeneland. No, or just in Kentucky in general. Correct. So you don't really know how it's going to take to the dirt. Good. We can um, toss them then. Yeah, we can good. probably good. Yep. Shop that bad. Boy. Good. I would toss them. It, just one more thing there, kid, on, on the six. They've been doing more five furlong workouts with the uh, the six than they have just recently now with the five. I think there maybe there's some some workout conditionings that they're trying to do for the distance. Uh, obviously, in the muddy track, two back for Filmstar, mm-hmm. won that race pretty convincingly. But the last time out on a fast track, uh, fractions slightly off a little faster, kind of gave way a little bit late in a mile. Now we're stretching out a little bit. So mm-hmm. I see they're working them at five furlongs. I think they're trying to get a little more endurance out of them. Uh, and maybe that's why Jero's on it. Maybe just because he knows uh, how that horse maybe was last time out at a mile. Maybe he's got a better rating for him at a mile and an eighth. All right. So am I hearing you right? Are we at one, three, four, five, six, ten? I believe we do have one, three, four, five, six, ten. Am I missing anybody? Nope. Okay. No. No, that would be the deep spread race, which I'm glad. It almost we... makes me want to kick the one and then be pissed off that we kicked it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay with it. <laughs> I'd be I'd be okay with it just for the simple fact that if the two wins the second leg, it's chalky, 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 and we spent a lot of money for nothing. Like, Correct. I'd rather cut the chalk and uh, hopefully get the bomb in this race. I honestly get a little bit of um, like a, a, a fuzzy feeling when we just take Corey Lannery off a ticket. It's just <laughs> I do feel a little bit better. You feel warm and tingly. Yeah, if you're right. warm and tingly, just taking him off the ticket, uh, even even with the rail, deep in the tingles. Ooh. Fucking you hard. Right, <laughs> Ejection grounds. Um, <laughs> grounds. All right. Maybe, maybe we, that's a P that we can talk about on Saturday morning. Let's go to the ninth. 
Ninth race, seven furlongs. It is the grade two Ravens run. Person $350,000 for Phillies three years old. Sorry, I'm going to take Wicked Halo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tyler Gaffleone, Steve Asmussen. We're going seven furlongs. Horses been running seven furlongs, a mile two back, and then six furlongs. Uh, I think seven furlongs is right in the wheelhouse, right in the sweet spot, the meaty part of the curve I want to see. Couple grade twos, some non graded stakes races, consistently near the front, no farther than four lengths uh, at any part of any race over the last, geez, I don't know, five months, four races. So I like a forward place Tyler on a horse that definitely has some strong kick. 102 speed figure last time out. Second in prime power, it's out of gun runner. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take Wicked Halo in a tough race. Yeah, this this race is very difficult, um, even with the smaller field size, because they're looking at some very stout class. Uh, I think we're all going to be very well aligned on Wicked Halo being much the best, I think, here. Uh, this horse was definitely, I got a couple check marks next to it. I, I agree with everything you said on the eight. I think that's going to be the horse that um, I can't leave off. And then, man, there, there's two that I really want and this ticket as well, but we got to manage kind of where we're at. But I think Kendrick coming in mm. uh, for this can be his big mount for the day. And I think Kendrick coming in for this grade two race um, on smash ticket is, is super interesting to me. I'm very mm-hmm. scared. I'm very skeptical that maybe his timing might be off, but when you go to the front, all you have to worry about is setting the fractions that you want to set. So I think that's what this horse is going to do. If this horse was going to be coming off the pace, I'd be a little bit more scared because I would think that, you know, Kendrick would need a little bit of time to get that internal clock shifted to where he needs to make his move. But because this horse goes to the front every single time and holds on every single time, um, it's going to be very hard for me to go against it. That last time out winning by six and a quarter ran 102 speed figure at Pimlico. I mean, it, this is the, this is a horse that I have to have to have on there. Yeah, Rob Atris doesn't have a ton of success when it comes to the graded stakes races, but this horse looks different. It, on paper, it just definitely shows me that um, the winning trip is going to be get out to the front, run fast, set fractions, and that's what Kendrick does. He's a great gate man. He will get this horse out to the front, and he will do whatever he can to hold down, down the stretch. Uh, so I think we have to have this two on the ticket as well. Um, I agree. I've got eight two on top right now um really impressive with the triple digits um back to back too back to back and the last one very impressive in terms of winning by six and a half now granted or six and a quarter granted moving up a class i get that uh still the stakes race though yeah so going to a grade two understand that uh you know the class could be there but i i agree with you i'd like to have the two on the ticket as well um I've got two other marked. I'll talk about one. I've got another one moving up in class coming off of a, uh, another win in a stakes race. I'm going to the five Fingels cave with Joel and David donk. Um, we have an undefeated horse coming into this field. Granted has never been in a graded stakes race, but this horse has been wildly loved at every distance and every level of racing has never been bet higher than a 1.4 to one odds. Um, <clears throat> I think this one has to be on the ticket as well. Yeah, I, I five finals Fingles Cave. I've only got one more other than the three that we've just named off. Which got? That'd be the one Union <laughs> Lake. Yeah, yeah. We are we are in deep two. man love on this fucking race, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, th- that last time out in the grade two at Saratoga, I I think that race, if you're looking from a time-wise perspective, was the fastest race this horse had run up against at 21 and 44 at the half at Saratoga, which is which is pretty much moving. If you look anybody else in this race, um, let me get back over here. Wicked Halo is the only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're looking at anybody else that can run up with those kind of fractions and still be in somewhat in contention, contention, you're talking Wicked Halo, which is definitely something we got to have on the ticket. So, you know, I'm looking at everything prior to it, breaking its maiden at 90,000 and then coming back in 115,000 allowance condition and going ahead and winning that race in a field of seven. Field sides are smaller a little bit, but still that last race, 97 speed figure, Gets third, held on. I know it was a six furlongs. We're going seven. People may not like the distance on this horse, and maybe maybe can question the fact that you know it really hasn't gone over six furlongs. But I, I just think you just take a little bit out of that race from going twenty one and forty four. If Wicked Halo is out there winging like that, and we got it on the ticket, but if not, Union Lake at anything slower is going to be forced to wreck. I'm with you. Um, question is because we're obviously getting pretty deep here. We're getting on the huge. If we had to shorten up, because we have to shorten up these next two legs, this leg and the one following, um, where do you think we make that adjustment at? And I think I think we can peel back Saturday as well. I think if it was me and I was going to shrink, I, I'm I'm so impressed by the two on the ticket. Mm-hmm. I, I almost want to key it. And I hate saying this because he's a friend of the program. I just don't have enough faith in Kendrick right now to key him. Yeah, I just I think not having any trips over the surface, right? I, at Keeneland and not knowing how the track is going to play out is the only thing that scares me. But um, the fact that he's going to the front, like I said, you don't really have to worry about that, you know, because you're going to, you're going to run the fractions that you want to run, right? You're going to sit there. If you get a clean trip, you're going to try to get it to a 48. You're going to try to get a 49, whatever, um, if that's possible. But it's, it's really up to him at that point. If he's closing down the stretch, he has to make the right move at the right time. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Jojo? Like I can't. Well, I can't kick the eight. I can't kick the two, and I don't think I can kick the five. I can't. I can't kick the eight. I. I really think eight that by far, no. for sure, can I? I, kick I the think eight. that yeah, we're all well aligned. Yeah, and, and listen, the eight is going to want some fractions to run into. I Correct. think uh, from an outside stalking trip, the two is going to be able to set that pace. I'd hate to kick the two due to the fact that we could get another. You know. Beverly D stakes here and smash ticket. Maybe just maybe does go 45 and change or 46 and they let him go out and set. If that's the case, then union Lake and the eight are going to sit there trying to do what they can late. Mm-hmm. I think then you're more worried about, you know, how, how are we reacting with the five fingles cave? Who's dropping from this mile in the 16th and mile and eighth races to a sprint. And what's that internal clock looking like for a guy on Joel Rosario who's had timing issues on, better horses. Yeah. I mean, even so, when Fingal's cave went the, went the distance at seven furlongs, granted you got to take into account the class, but still one by nine lengths. I mean, went to the front and absolutely dominated the field in a six horse field at, yeah. at Belmont. So, um, class you have to take into account, but I mean, definitely can go the distance and likes the distance, obviously. So I, I don't know how we leave that one off the ticket as well. Um, I'll, I'll give you one last bit of advice here. One, one little insight is that when I'm looking, let's just talk about the two and the, and the, the five, let's talk about smash ticket and Fingal's cave. When I look at these two, I see Fingal's cave having its way up front, two length lead, a length lead, a length and a quarter, uh, just enough to where the horses, there's no horse next to it competing. When you look at smash ticket, like, He's, 
a half length, a neck, a head. Like he's going eyeball to eyeball with the competition and then drawing away. Mm-hmm. So I think early going, this is what this is what Kendrick is going to want to do is with that inside position is let the five go out with it and get an eyeball to eyeball and and let the two pull away. I think the two is better than the five. And I think if that's the case, regardless of the distance that it won at before or, you know, track conditions where I think the five on off track probably has maybe a little bit more of an advantage um, than the two. So if track conditions meet that, I would say something. But I think the two is better than the five. If I was going to kick anybody off this ticket, it would probably be the five versus the two or the one or the eight. Yeah, that's true. I've seen Joel Rosario on War Like Goddess, so I'm okay with uh, <laughs> King, King this, or taking that horse off. I, I mean, coming off uh, you know, undefeated is what I'm looking at, right? A horse that's in that good of form, it's almost, it's almost criminal to leave it off the ticket. So I think it's on the chopping block for sure. Um, yeah, it's yep. going to be – it's a tough race. It really is a tough race. And I mean, you can even look at that last leaf, the four with Martin Garcia. I mean, that horse was one three straight leading up to that last race in the dogwood and Bejarano got it lost by fourth or four lengths and, or seven lengths and came in fourth. Um, but up until that point, it was in super solid form. Right. I mean, I think that the class in this race alone is just, it's a grade two. So you're going to, it's a coin flip. On I think it's a super fun race. Yeah. It's, it's very yeah. interesting. And I think uh, whoever wins this race is, I'm not going to be surprised. Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be surprised. All right. Let's wrap it up. I think we've, um, we've got four right now. We can him and Han put our final ticket together. Et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely what we're going to have to do is kind of. <clears throat> Anybody got a key in the 10th? You got a key? Anybody got a key? I was trying to figure out how to all button in the 10th. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not going to. An all button here would be just. <laughs> let's you know, see. Got, uh, what do we got in the 10th here? All right, 10th race is a mile and an eighth. It's on the turf. It's a $100,000 maiden race, maiden three-year-olds and upwards. Uh, rail set at 20 feet again. Ooh. You know, talking talking these rail positions, yeah, I'd like to go with speed, but Keeneland's been everything but predictable when it comes to turf for me. Now, the two is in this race. The two is the horse that I had last time out that I thought was going to do way better uh, than it did. That's Monjid, and uh, I'm still kind of pissed off at that race because I, I really didn't get the run for my money that I was expecting, but that was on dirt. We're going back to turf 150,000. Now we're dropping down to a hundred thousand dollars. I still like it for some reason. It's not going to be my pick, but I, that's gotta be a long shot. stats, right. Yeah. You're 20 to one right now. Yeah. That's what I love. I can see the, the, the morning line rising as we're talking about it. (laughs) 22 to one. Currently 22 to one. 25 to one. It just keeps keeps going up. I mean, you're 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 probably not far off from there, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I I just want to bring that up that for some reason I liked it on the turf, and then when I went to the dirt, that'll be better, and it wasn't. But I bet you I still have it on the ticket. If I'm going to try to shrink, shrink this down, I'm going to try to go with a horse that I think can maybe go somewhere near the front and close mid pack. I'll take the seven push button. Luis I is Mike Maker out of a uh, Brody Brody Meister. Hundred fifty thousand last time out. Fifth by a length and three quarters. That was with Ortiz on him. Ran a pretty solid race. Uh, first time out. I think he needed that race. I think he's going to come back. Do a lot better in a race that's a little more conditioned for him here at a mile and an eighth. I think the distance is what's needed. Was making up some decent ground last time out too. So in a race that's kind of wide open, 
give me someone that has a you know one time out with a decent time and uh, drops a little bit in class and looks like it needs a little more distance. So I'll take the sub push button. Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> who's the morning line favorite? Is it the six? It is, it is not the oh, six. Okay. It is the five. Timo. Timo. Jonathan Thomas. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? I lied to you. It's nine to two. Push button seven to one. Push button seven hey, to one. Seven to one. <clears throat> Excuse me, four, seven. four to one. Four to the one. seven is four to one, not the four is seven to one. The seven, <laughs> push button, four to one. All right, 10 bucks. <laughs> um, I thought maybe the six made a, might have been in that category just because of that drop in class. Mm-hmm. Um, ran second last time out with Zayas aboard uh, at Kentucky Downs. So obviously the turf is where it's going to be um, most comfortable. You're dropping down in distance. And, uh, you know, Tyler typically teams up with Mike Maker, and now he's teaming up with Safi Joseph, another connection that he likes to – to hang his hat on. So um, on turf, I think that uh, I've got two horses and this is going to be one of them that have to be on the ticket. I think the layoff is going to help as well. Um, give this horse a little freshen up, get ready for this race, this spot. And uh, yeah, that last time out, like I said, that's kind of what I, I'm anticipating. And I'm thinking that the way Tyler's riding um, and this horse shortening up is going to have a little bit more left in the tank to close down the stretch and uh, pull away. Hopefully. So I got the six. I have the seven and the six also, gents. Um, Thanks. Docking. For, for docking engaged. <laughs> soaking. <laughs> oh, soaking. Jump on the bed. Um, I like the seven and the six on top. Uh, for fodder and conversation, I think we should talk about inbound the nine. Um, I'm not as in deep in love with the seven. I love the works from the seven. A couple of sub 48, four furlongs recently. Um and then the six of 48 and change um, coming off the work. So I love the seven and the six, not the nine inbound. You get biscuits coming up with Rodriguez pairing up on these two coming off 150,000 maiden uh, at a mile. So we're lengthening out a little bit, uh, but it came off the pace screaming down the stretch um, lost by three quarters of a length, closing a gap of what first call. I was eight and a half back mm-hmm. top of the stretch was five and three quarters back and finished three quarters off league. So I think this horse is looking for some more distance mm-hmm. as well. Um, I would prefer to see it at a mile on a 16th first before in a mile and eighth, but I like the seven and the six a lot. And then I'll, if, if there's room, I'll slide the nine in there. I like that. I like the closing angle. Like I said, turf is, it's been closers all day. Um, somebody that can sit in a stocking trip or have the ability to close very deep down the track. So I like sliding the nine. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I could slide, if that could be a real thing for me, I can't even slide a six. What's uh, what, 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 what's three and three quarters hey, uh, twice? Uh, <laughs> oh, seven and a half. Got it. Yeah, got it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will say I have the nine on my ticket. That's gonna probably definitely have to be on there. I thought the twelve pancake house was interesting too. I got this a question mark thing. on it. Yeah. Yeah. This gets ahead of my last time out, but now you're getting Edgar Morales. For, uh, Thomas Drury, and when these two team up, 30% uh, win percentage on only seven mounts over the last 60 days. So I like the trainer-jockey connection on a horse that, again, looks looks like it's going to want to come off the pace, but could be close early if it wanted to, if it goes back to its synthetic form from December of last year. Uh, and coming off a nice uh, sub-50 for furlong work at 49 flat. So horses' works aren't really great, but, I mean, it's one you may want to keep in the, in the mix from a field that, isn't really screaming anybody really wants to go to the front. There's really not any forward speed. Probably your two, buddy. 
Yeah, Monjeed. Probably Mon. Probably Monjeed. Yeah. I don't well, know. There you go. Twenty to one. Wires the field. End of story. Book it. Mm, that only happens when I don't have it. On the or if James Graham has got the mount. <laughs> yeah. He's done that twice this week. Seventy-two thousand dollars. Forty-five to one. God, I used to lose my shit over you know three thousand dollars supers at the dog track. I can't imagine it's seventy thousand dollars fucking super. Shit myself. All right, so we we got a little loose. In, in this one here, but I think there's some intriguing races and I think we can pare it down and, and, and clearly with some scratches Saturday morning. So take a look at us on Twitter on Saturday. You'll see a, a more parsed down ticket as we try to make this a little bit more affordable. But the yeah. that, that ninth race, I think, is wildly competitive and this one is wide open. Yeah. So, so I see why that five I'll, is um, favorited here, too. I'm looking at the stats for Yeah. Uh, for Jonathan Thomas. 2022 stats right now are pretty ridiculous. 40 is 90 days away. Pretty ridiculous. Shipper, 90, 26%. Pretty ridiculous. Turf starts, 22%. Like, um, I can kind of see why that horse is. I get it. And, and I kind of toss him just from the standpoint of it missed the board and, and missed the lead by five and a quarter, mm-hmm. then three and a half, then six and a quarter. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's just it hasn't shown up, but like I mean, statistically, yeah, I'm with it, you. It looks like uh, I feel like this horse gets bet because of the, the of that because of yeah. the barn, not necessarily the horse. Yeah, I agree. I could agree with that. So I don't know. I'd have a hard time putting this one on if I get beat by it. So <laughs> that, yeah. that makes a lot worse. I more so. I was just looking at the stats. Like I For said, sure. I think it's. I think that's why we're seeing the odds the way they are. Um, I was more so looking at that one Karoom. With Wayne Catalano and Julian Laparu, I think underneath first time starter, first time starter on the grass, <laughs> Wayne Catalano on grass on turf. I think uh, pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> and I think, like I said, underneath, I think I'm going to be playing this horse just as a little added bonus. Fifty dollars. I think there's definitely some prices in the third, fourth, and fifth leg. So how ballsy would it be to go Gunite in the first leg, Empress Tigress in the second leg, Key spread in the next three. I can't single on that second leg. I personally yeah. can't. I think the the second and third legs are the the two of the tougher ones. I would be more so more apt to go down to like maybe two horses with like Wicked Halo and then one of the other horses that we talked about whether yeah. that's a two smash ticket. Yeah. Smash yeah. ticket. Smash ticket. Smash ticket or um the five Hulk smash. or Fingo? Fingal's cave. So Gandalf's pipe. <laughs> uh, God damn it. This one. Uh, yeah, there was some good conversations and good debates to have in this. We went a lot longer than I thought we would. Yeah. Yeah. On this little ticket. But it's Keeneland. It's Keeneland. After what the fuck happened today at Keeneland, today being Thursday and a $72,000 super, who knows? Maybe we have to spread <laughs> Or it's, it's, gonna chalk. Tough, it's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> it's just straight chalk all the way. We'll through. see if it fucking rains Saturday morning to fuck everything up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even looked at weather conditions. I have no clue. Man. There we are, kids. Keelan, we're two weeks away. Two weeks away from the cup. Don't forget oh, to check us ready. out on the on all the socials. Leave us a like, leave us a follow. Don't forget to do, interact with us on Twitter at Who Do You Like Here. Leave us a five star review. Show your support. We appreciate you very much. And if you think you, we suck, tell us about that too. I'm in. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, I'm used to everyone telling me I suck. I got thick skin. I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. Fair warning. If you do tell us we suck, we're gonna fucking air, air oh, the grievances all over you. Fire back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grievance these. D- uh, never mind. Yeah. All right, Hit boys. Me up on my OnlyFans. <laughs> gargle these nuts <laughs> all right jojo get some rest feel better buddy have a good week everybody we'll see you next week see ya.